just build good relationships and listen to people's issues and problems and, and, and know your system and understand that you can have an effect on that. Welcome to Focus, a podcast dedicated to the business of higher education. I'm your host, Heather Richmond, and we will be exploring the challenges and opportunities facing today's higher learning institutions. In this episode, I caught up with Doug Vanderpool from Mount Holyoke College to discuss all the innovative ways they support the student experience and create a secure campus with their OneCard system. Hi, Doug. It's so great to have you on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, I am so excited to talk with you today and explore more about Mount Holyoke's story. But first, can you share a little bit about yourself and your background? Uh, sure. Uh, my background's in electronics. Um, didn't uh, start out that way, so I <laughs> did a lot of work in dining and things like that, but uh, made my way back to the electronics world with the uh, implementation of the card system. I've been with the college for 37 years now. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> so you know a thing or two. This is why we have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, so speaking of the college, can you just give us a little overview about Mount Holyoke College? Sure. Mount Holyoke College was established in 1837. It's the oldest women college in the U.S. Wow. Uh, we have about 800 acres. Um, we have 41 major buildings, 20 residence halls, and 21 academic, academic and administrative buildings. Um, most of those have perimeter card access on them. So that includes all the doors on all the all the sides of the building. Well, yeah, it sounds like that's what keeps you busy. You definitely have enough uh, areas to make sure are secure and, and protected with access. Well, I like to say we're a small school, a big school problem, because most places don't have 20 dorms. That so. is that is true. That is really interesting. We'll have to dive into that. And, and in general, you've been, a, gosh, a long time Tushnet client, haven't you? Correct. We've been with you for 25 years now. Wow. Congratulations. That's quite the milestone and a lot, I'm sure, has changed in your world over time, hasn't it? Absolutely. What's nice about the system is it allowed us to start very small. We only started with meal plans and, and okay. then and IDs and then moved to access. And now we're, I think we have almost everything that you have. I think you do. But wait, there's always more. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, just thinking about the you know expansive space that you have and everything that you've been doing in all the years, I know that there are so many innovative ways that you're using TouchNet One Card. But before we get into some of those unique use cases, let's just start with the basics. So if we think about starting with One Card for ID and access management, what is that student experience like with student ID? Um, so we also have photo ID using OneWeb. So okay. uh, students. Students upload their photos in the summertime. We have them printed ready for them for orientation pickup. We do our orientation at the beginning of the school year. Um, we don't have a separate orientation. Um, and students use their card for just about everything, even getting into their rooms. Um, okay. So they use it for meal plans. They use it for ticketing, events, um, vending. Uh, we have several POSs on campus that they use, um, package tracking all sorts of things that are all with TouchNet and then some things that are with not with TouchNet. Okay, so when we sometimes say that the campus ID card is the key to your campus life, that's really serious on your campus. 
Correct. Yeah, you, you really can't get around without a card on campus. Okay. Well, so let's think about that. And so beyond, you know, again, using one card as a student ID and key to doors, what are some of those other use cases of your how you're using one card? Because I know you have a lot of really cool ways you're using it. Yeah, so um, we have this uh, company that we're partnering with for dining services for reusable containers. So okay. we do not have any paper takeout containers in our dining services. So we have all reusable containers. It's a company called Useful. Right. They are integrated with the card system so that students can apply with their card and all the late fees and things like that are processed through the card system. That's really cool. It's amazing you don't have any paper containers on campus. That's that's quite a feat that you had to go through. Yes, absolutely. So that was that was quite a chore, but it's actually it worked out well and it's it's something that benefits the students and it's what the students wanted to. Um, another thing that we're doing is we have, we just recently have two coffee machines. Um, okay. So now students can get coffee 24 seven, um, fresh ground coffee um, using their one card. That's probably a good thing, but sometimes I wonder if that is a good thing. I, I guarantee you those machines are probably busy 24 seven as well, aren't they? Absolutely, it does espresso and everything. So they, oh my they gosh. can- <laughs> so they can go over there and that's how they make their payment, right? As they use the card as yes. their declining balance. Yep, they use it. yep. Wow, that is so cool. I want to come to your campus, although I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm sure you have some nice soda machines too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's it's really interesting, just kind of a couple of those examples. It, it does seem like everything that you can think about, you're like raising your hand saying, yeah, we can put that through the card system. So I know when we were chatting before, you were telling me about not only from an access standpoint, but using one card really for security monitoring and how important it is to have a safe campus as well. So can we go a little bit further on that? Sure. Um, again, we utilize the system to help us solve problems. Okay. Um, so, so we've had, you know, we had a construction project and we had a music uh, building and they had a whole bunch of practice rooms, which are soundproof. Okay. And being an all woman school, we didn't really feel comfortable, you know, when their students are practicing all times of night and things like that. So we wanted them to feel safe. So, you know, through the one card system and master security monitor, we were able to provide uh, panic buttons for those students in case they didn't okay. feel comfortable and it notifies public safety and then public safety can respond. It's a locked door, but it also has a window so they can see everything they didn't like what's going on outside. They can, they can just push the button and it's immediately calling public safety. That is so cool. And, you know, it's interesting because after we chatted, I was talking to some of friends I had from an HR perspective and just even talking about in businesses and that panic button. I said, oh, my gosh, I have the really cool use case on a college campus. And then in talking with some others of who were music majors are like, oh, that would have been so wonderful on campus when we were practicing because you want the soundproofing, but then you don't know what's right. going on in there. <laughs> Correct. Um, so that's also taken away. Just you bring up human resources. We also have panic buttons in the human resources since there's some contentious, could be some contentious could be. issues there. So uh, under each desk, there's a panic button. So we've used the same model to do okay. different things. We also have panic buttons at our uh, cash location. So if they're taking cash, they can hit the panic button. Then. Okay. Yeah, all those things that you maybe you just wouldn't think about initially, but it probably you know, really helps 
have that sense of security. And I know, especially for cashiers, that's one of the things we've heard about is there's been this transition of saying, maybe going cashless and just some of the fear that a cashier had of being surrounded or having to take you know, money to the vault and possibly not having that panic button. Uh, we all watch way too many TV shows uh, <laughs> where, the, where the bad guys come in and you have to hit that button, right? <laughs> yes. Well, some of the things are also just for safety reasons too. So we have, we have some monitoring on our uh, shower stations in the labs and our eyewash stations. Okay. Um, so when those are activated, uh, public safety is alerted and they can respond even before anybody presses one of those buttons or or calls calls them. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you just thinking about yeah everything that we're doing uh, in those labs, and if there's a if there's an incident, you want to be able to have a really quick response. So that's all tied into public safety. Yep, it's all tied into the the door point controller. Okay. Um, okay. The TouchNet door point controller with the we're using the Myons now. We've upgraded all of our point controllers. We have over fifty point controllers, um, so we have one, at least one in every building, and sometimes we need more. Um, and we're monitoring all sorts of things from sewer alarms to uh, research freezer alarms, um, sub pumps, humidity, water, temperature just about everything you can think of. So in speaking of security, you, you're you actually using this for intruder alarms as well across campus, aren't you? Yeah, we had an old system uh, of security alarms that, that used to send codes to public safety and they'd have to look them up in a book. Um, and now we have them hooked up to the master security monitor and it gives them a clear indication popping up the map and everything like that of where the building is and directions on what to do when the alarm sounds. Oh, wow. So they know that they need to call uh, HVAC or they need they need to call an electrician or they need to go investigate themselves. Um, so it's all in real words so that it's, it's really easy for people to learn, mm -hmm. pretty intuitive and it's right in their face. Um, and we use that for a whole bunch of things now. Okay. Um, and it's, it's really for critical alarms um, we even use uh, some for HVAC alarms where uh, our facilities management is monitoring their systems during the day, but not at night. So then okay. the card system starts monitoring those after hours or those critical alarms that need to get paid attention to, like some of the sewer alarms. And the, I think we have a acid neutralization alarm oh, wow. um, for, our, for our sciences where, where it drains into you know, they, they throw stuff in the drain and then it has right. to neutralize before it can go into the thing. So, those, so it's even those alarming that in the, in the event that it gets to a level that needs to be. Correct. Important. Yes. Yep. Wow. So like you've thought of everything. And speaking of everything, I mean, with all those acres, y'all have horses, don't you? Correct. Yes. <laughs> and, and we're monitoring those also. So uh, we keep the door, the barn doors open at night so that there's plenty of air and airflow. Okay. And. If a horse gets out, we are monitoring the doors with the with the card system too. So, it monitors the doors, and uh, we we're monitoring moon rocks also. Oh my gosh, this is so, so interesting! So we have moon rocks on campus, and we're monitoring those with that. That is so amazing. System. So you're not only monitoring and for bad guys, but you're also monitoring for good horses. Correct. <laughs> Who just want a little air. <laughs> That is great. Well, I mean, certainly I'd say anybody listening today, if there's any idea that they're thinking about what could I make sure I can protect, there's nothing that you can't do 
with the one card system and, and the uh, secure monitoring. Correct. And we're even using it on our gas pump and, and uh, fuel pump for facilities. So um, they have to swipe a card to activate the pumps. Oh, okay. Can you drill a little bit on that? So they have to activate the pumps to even just get gas, you mean? Correct. So okay. they swipe their one card or, or tap their one card uh -huh. and uh, the, the pump activates for a set period of time and then shuts off. And then until they uh, swipe again, it's 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 off. So we don't have to worry about having keys out there. We can shut off cards if necessary. Right. We can put we can put uh, a card in each vehicle or or allow, you know, each employee access to that if needed. OK. Um, so it's a good way to control who has access to. Right. And really, point. from a reporting standpoint, you can also see, wait a minute, for some reason, this person needs an awful lot of gas. <laughs> they Absolutely. Bringing Absolutely. extra vehicles. <laughs> that is really interesting. Again, a lot of things I think most people wouldn't have thought about. So obviously, all of this sounds like campus security is pretty darn important to Mount Holyoke, huh? Absolutely. Very much so. Wow. And TouchMed has been a great partner with that, too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you. Like I said, I, I remember all these stories through, throughout the years, and I wanted to make sure everybody understood everything that we've done. And so we've talked a lot about, you know, that student experience and campus security. Um, but I know you're using this even beyond that. So let's uh, let's think about some of those off-campus partnerships. How do you do that? Um, so we have uh, a couple of things. We have a couple of outer buildings. We have um, a boathouse that is next to the river for our uh, rowing crew. Okay. Um, and we have a museum uh, that was donated to us up the street a little ways. And so we're we're uh, using the card system to protect both the museum and the boathouse. Wow. Um, we have card access on both of those and we're monitoring intrusion on all of those too. And again, heat pumps and, and water and things like that because we're not at those buildings. So we wanna know if the, you know, if the heater for, stops in the winter right. or or gets too hot in the summer and things like that it kind of sounds like that you're really powering the whole city <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that we all we are also doing ids for uh police and fire oh my gosh you really are powering the city <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean by that with the police and fire tell me a little bit about that so uh the police and fire didn't really have a good id uh, that they were using, okay. and so they they knew of, of the card system, and and they asked us to basically generate their own ID. So we have a, a blank. We print on a blank card, so we can create any background that we want. Okay. Um, we made these because they're IDs for people that are not part of the community. They are not. They're just blank cards with no encoding of any kind. Okay. But. But it has their logo, and and we work with the chiefs of both fire and and uh, police to maintain those lists and and those IDs. That is so cool. So you just really kind of have a different template. So obviously, in the card system, you can define the card art, basically, right? Correct. And then you have yes. one for police and fire. So when they pull their wallet out to show you their badge, it can also show you their picture and say, "This is really me." Correct, and that's also used for emergency purposes. So if they're going into a fire, they drop them in to the person, to the frontline person bucket, and and they uh, so that they know they get back out. 
so they know who's in there and who gets back out. That's a really smart way of doing that. So you kind of have your ID, you put it in the bucket, you go in, you fight your fire, you hopefully come back and, and pick it back up. So that's that's a really good way. It's a different way of uh, doing check-in, I guess. <laughs> Correct. Without without doing check-in. Without doing check-in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's that is really interesting. I think really the question as we're talking here, is there anything that you don't use one card for? Um, not really. I, I don't think so. We, we, we're trying everything. I mean, in this past uh, couple of years, we, we had it for testing for COVID, um, okay. tracking for students, you know, all sorts of things like that. We, we use it quite frequently for students to find students. Um, we also worked with you and, and your team and, and now there's a negative access. I don't know how many people know about that, but oh. you can lock you can lock students out of certain areas okay. for a certain period of time. Um, our system is so large in the way we do groups and things like that. It's very difficult to to isolate a student from okay. it because we we allow residential students into buildings. We allow you know if you're a resident of that building, we allow you in all the doors. Okay. So it's very difficult to not allow people in there, but. Uh, we can now do that on a case-by-case -case basis if, if needed. If needed. Now, that's a really smart idea. And again, kind of going back to maybe having construction or maybe there's a, a private event because you have so many things happening on campus where you don't want access. That's a smart way of thinking. Not only do you, what do you have access to, but what do you don't have access to today and you might give it back Correct. to you tomorrow. Yep. Oh, that's really interesting. And I know um, you have a daycare on campus too, right? And, and you're using this for your daycare? Yes, so we have a we have a daycare that we provide to faculty staff and and the public, okay. and uh, we provide cards for them and the and the parents. Um, so uh, staff take care of those uh, lists for us, but and we monitor those and protect the the students. That's great, and probably who has permission to be able to come and correct, have to have and, a card. and when they have permission, yep, and so they have to have a card to get into the door, oh, good. into the reception area, so they can't even get into the area without without the card. That makes a lot of sense, and with all of those uh, dorms on campus, I'm assuming that you probably are using that for beyond students. Talk a little bit about yes. maybe your conferences and hotels. Yeah, so so we have a hotel on campus, and uh, that is a complete card access online card access wow. through TouchNet. Um, so it's it's not the generic cards. They don't have to reproduce them each time, okay. um, but it's live and they could shut them off immediately. They don't have to go to the door or anything like that to get any reports. Um, and conferences we have, we took a, we have a master key for dorms. Okay. Uh, so we have a key box for dorms for rooms and everything like that. So we use that method for conferences and cards. So we give them a master of cards. Okay. And and we have like 500 cards say and then 100 are for this dorm, you know, 50 are for this dorm, another 150 are for this dorm and so on and we can program those cards to allow them only into those doors and then that conference goes away, they return those cards, we can reuse them for the next conference, you know, down the road. So Oh, wow. We do that method for that and alumni when they return too. So. Okay, that's really cool. Now, do you do you do different card art for each building, or how do you identify those? So we do a, a generic conference card, so we okay. don't want people to know where they get into. Oh, that's um, smart. So, and so it just says, you know, some Mount Holyoke Summer Conference, and and uh, 
So we, we know by the numbers where it gets in. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, gosh, you're just using this system in incredible ways. We could probably talk all day long and, and I'll trigger a new thought about like, oh yeah, we do that too, we do that too. But I'm sure people right now are wondering how in the world did you get started down this path and get all this implemented? So let's kind of back up and talk about really, I mean, obviously you've been there for a while, everything has changed. You didn't do this all overnight. So let's talk a little bit about implementation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we didn't. Like I said in the beginning, uh, we started with just meal plants. Um, that was our purpose of getting a card system okay. way back when. Um, we had an old method of, you know, getting a sheet of paper and and crossing it off when the person came in. And, you know, that that's, that doesn't work well at all. No. Um, with the card system, we were able to, to, you know, get people on a meal plan. We were we also, we used to have dorms, we used to have kitchens in every dorm too. Okay. Um, so we we were able, with the information from the card system, we were able to consolidate and now we have a single dining hall okay. uh, on campus. And that was really driven by the data provided by the one card system. Um, wow. We could tell that, you know, students weren't traveling to the further places because it was too far from the classes. Um, you know, they, you can tell when they're eating, when they're not eating, and when our crunch time is. And so that really helped us decide that, you know, a, a central dining commons would be good. Oh, that makes a lot um, of sense. We talk about data a lot and how powerful it can be if you know how to utilize that. So that was smart in being able to look at the data and saying, where's it actually being utilized? And then to be able to consolidate. And then you probably have a lot of activity, activity now in that single dining hall, don't you? Absolutely. All sorts of uh, meal plans and things like that. That's the other thing that's very versatile. We can make up as many meal plans as we want. We okay. have commuter meal plans. We have all different types of meal plans. We kind of we kind of shut it down during COVID and we, we reduce it down to like a main uh, meal plan. Um, but there's, you know, dining dollars, there's bonus dollars if you want. Um, and they can use it in various locations. Very very versatile for students. That's great. Do you, I'm just curious, do you use any of the meal plans for any of those conferences, attendees that come and? Oh, absolutely. Really? Uh, okay. The, yes. So again, uh, with the card system, we, we can program the meal plans along with the access. So okay. if, the, if the program pays, pays for meals and they get meals, um, you know, we'll have a few that have days and we'll take the meal plan off. It's a, it's all online and, and ready to go. It's, it's really nice. That is nice. And when people, I want to come to have a conference there on campus and feel like I'm a college student again, <laughs> <laughs> but in a much more modern system, much more modern yes. way. <laughs> Very good. Now you talked earlier too about really kind of transitioning to the Myon boards. Can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of what that benefit's been? Yeah. So again, we started 25 years ago. So at the time uh, we were using copper lines for communication. Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, it, and nobody wants to pay for copper lines anymore. No. So they're they're deteriorating and, uh, you know, all sorts of problems with them with lightning and things like that. Sure. Um, so moving to the Mayans is really, and we've, we've seen a lot, you know, we used to have to go out to the reader and upgrade it and change it. And, and now everything with the Mayans is, is remote. You can do most of it remote IOT. Okay. You can see what's going on. You, you don't have to go visit the door or anything like that with for most problems obviously if there's a rock in the door of a mind not gonna tell you that but sure. you know. <laughs> <laughs> how's it gonna know uh so you have about 200 deployed now i mean are you 
how much more do you have to go? So we, yeah, that's probably about half of what we're oh, ready wow. to do. So, so yeah, by the end of it, we'll have probably four or 500 Mayans on campus. That's um, amazing. We so, have 1100 doors. 1100 doors. Yep. For and instance. that's just, I mean, and we're always adding. So that was, you know, the last count and, and we're always adding a few because, um, faculty, enjoy them staff enjoy them and our facilities management really likes it because it, it really controls the key process oh i bet absolutely well this sounds like 1100 doors and all the acres and horses and art and child care is this all centrally managed through your office or how does that work yeah we centrally manage it i mean we have the ability to separate that out okay. but um as you said it's a pretty big system so determining getting people to understand the way it's laid out is a sure. big learning curve okay um it's the way things are linked together between groups and locations and mm -hmm. and and the access that we do and, and we try to do that in a effective way so we're not we're not processing data too much you know we're, we're keeping it down to a an efficient way of of managing access um and so you have to be careful about right. how they do that and and we also have control right so we're sure. we're in direct contact with public safety we're in direct contact with res life we're in direct contact with the administration as far as they know that we control the doors so okay. they can say you know during covid they're like shut it down so we shut it down okay you know public safety says lock up a building they have the ability to to lock down a building but they they you know, help us determine what our standard hours are, when things are open and when they're not. Um, and Res Life, the same thing okay. where we can, you know, especially during COVID, they had a whole, whole outbreak at a dorm. We oh. limited the people in the dorm immediately, you know, so it, it would, it's, it works really well. Well, I love that everybody just knows too, that you're the go-to, let's make this happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. and. <laughs> The great thing for you is you could do it remotely now too, right? So you're not having to tromp on campus again in the middle of the night to go lock down the Absolutely. doors. <laughs> Absolutely. Makes your life a little bit better, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I love that one card has become really the go-to when it comes to solving, it sounds like any problem on campus. So let's talk a little bit about, other than they just know I'm gonna call Doug, <laughs> what's the, the process to really kind of get these projects initiated? So uh, again, we started out early and we had some resistance from our facilities folks because it was kind of leaning into their area okay. and, and we've we've formed a real good partnership with them and now you know they're telling me doug we want to put a card on on this door because okay. it's just so much easier um and and that's just the mentality now okay so it's a it's a real partnership and we kind of have a established rule that if students need to gain access or multiple people need to gain access, then it's a carded door. Okay. If we don't put regular hardware on, if it's not, if it's going to be multiple use. So that's, that's kind of how we look at it. We that's still have way. offices. If it's a single office, you know, we still key it. Okay. But, uh, um, but then, you know, we had one building when we were coming up, but it's the, the music building again, where they, they were a little concerned about card access at first, but now they just, they said, why didn't we card the whole building? Because it's just, 
it's just so easy, right? They sure. can let students in, they can, they can let uh, piano tuners in, they can do all sorts of things. We can track that activity without, without anything. Um, that's, it's just kind of all over, like just yeah. kind of keeping your ear out and, and listening to issues and see if you can solve the problem with the, with the system. I think that's great. Well, so kind of thinking about other institutions who are listening here today and, and how they can, you know, really use their one card and expand it. I know you've laid out a great model of saying, hey, pretty much anything that you could possibly think about locking down or having control or really kind of visibility on, um, you can handle that. So any advice that you would give to other institutions looking to do something similar like this? I guess think outside the box okay. for one thing. And then also just build good relationships and listen to people's issues and problems. Right. And 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 know your system and understand that you can have an effect on that. You know, we I was listening to facilities going, Oh my God, that pump went again. And I'm like, Well, why can't we put it up? So then public safety calls you and that pump goes out. They're like, Really? You know, they just weren't <laughs> thinking that because they're just sure. not thinking in that in that term. Right. So and now it's like Doug, we got a new pump. We got to put it on the system because it's just now it's part of the, it's it's part of the system now. I bet so. And when you have all that again in a central system, I mean, you're also going back to the dining side. You're able to get really good data to help make decisions, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we're using our data all the time for you know Res Life uses it for dorm capacity. Okay. They, they use it for dorm usage. See how many students you know that aren't, aren't residing there are living there or. or visiting there and that kind yeah. of thing. And then we always, dining is always adjusting the meal hours based on when oh, students okay. are coming and not coming. And, and they can see that in real time too. So um, it's a real tool for, for everybody. That is great. Another, another thing dining uses it for, I just remember there's too many things we're, we're doing here, but right. uh, we're also integrated with your POS system. So right. the, the food service software is integrated with the POS um, so when when uh, dining plugs in what they are getting on the POS, then it updates the system, their food service software system. That's great. I wonder are they looking at any tracking of like, yeah what the what the popular food items are to have more of that? Are they doing any kind of food well? That's planning? that's the thing. That's the integration. So they do have that tool does that stuff okay. for them. So with that integrated into POS, they don't have to manually put that in. They can see their sales, right? And then they can see their popularity and things like that. Wow, this is this is so amazing. And I tell you, Doug, it's been so nice talking to you about all of this and all the ideas. I know my brain's swirling. I'm sure everybody listening, uh, their brains are swirling too. So thank you so much for sharing your innovative approach to campus security and really just being the key to campus success. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Focus. Don't forget to subscribe so you can stay up to date on the business of higher education. For more information, check us out at touchnet.com.